Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! I voted. Did you vote? It's election day. It's also flannel season. What does our guy regime Seabrook call it? Han Solo season because it's when all the girls tuck all their uh, jeans into their boots. Regardless, it's still slick out there, but it's an important day. It's election Tuesday uh, here on your November 8th. So if you haven't voted yet, you can find polling places near you. And that's uh, always important to be involved uh, in the discourse, in the democracy and hopefully you can make it to a polling place if you haven't already. Uh, my procedure is, uh, Nuan is now, by the way, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I uh, I know you can do the, the mail-in thing. I like the convenience of getting the ballot in the mail and then doing the research and filling it out, but then going and dropping it off at the place. We're also pretty fortunate, myself and producer Andrew, uh, we live right next to a polling place. Like, it's it's seriously like two blocks away. So uh, convenient. Just do it on the way there or the way home or whatever. But uh, when I went to drop off my ballot earlier, earlier today, um, there was a lot of people there. So that's good. Uh, Missoula showing out. It's always a day of, uh, of good engagement and an important day around... The uh, the county, the city, the state, uh, and the country, and uh, you know it's one of our great unalienable rights as Americans. So um, I don't care who you vote for, just go vote, or even what you vote for either. It's actually, you know, when you talk, when you talk about local stuff, a, a lot of the uh, the local initiatives and uh, you know mill levies and uh, all, all that sort of stuff, bonds. That's the sort of stuff where it's really important for you to vote because that actually affects us right here in Missoula. So uh, go let your uh, voice be heard uh, for sure. Um, we're going to talk a whole bunch of high school stuff today. Uh, talk some Big Sky Conference stuff as well. Also talk some college hoops because it was a crazy uh, wide open and uh, wild opening day of college basketball yesterday. There was literally hundreds of games around the country. In terms of the Montana teams, the uh, Lady Grizz played at home last night. I got the chance to see the second half of the Lady Grizz game, and um, it came down the wire. Lady Grizz are, are a huge work in progress, and I don't even mean that in a critical way. I, I, I assumed them to be a huge work in progress. 
when you talk about the roster overturn, plus the fact that they're playing several really young freshmen. I mean, their whole front court is going to be freshmen and sophomores, so those those young ladies are going to come along quite a bit. And then, you know, they have a new addition in Gina Markson who's expected to run the show, and we'll hear from Gina, former Idaho transfer, here in a little while. But I saw the Lady Grizz last night. The Bobcats also played at Grand Canyon. The men Grizz are playing at Duquesne uh, right now. Actually, I think that um, because they're on the East Coast uh, in Pittsburgh, I think the game is actually uh, going right now already. So uh, we'll get that queued up. We'll give you updates on the Grizz men's team from throughout the show. Also give you our full high school recap from over the weekend when it comes to high school football playoffs and high school volleyball. The all-class volleyball tournament is coming up in Bozeman this weekend. If you've never been to that extravaganza, may I just suggest, if you like competition of any sort and you like action, what a fun time. It's one of my favorite things to cover back in my newspaper days. Anytime we'd be drawing straws for who's covering what, I would always have dibs on the all-class volleyball tournament because you got four courts going at once. you got the double A, the A, the B, and the C. you got all sorts of storylines, all sorts of great athletes, and uh, it is just a, a heck of a lot of fun. So uh, if you can go check it out this week, and I know it's a tenuous scenario to go to Bozeman for anything these days. Trust me, we've been going through it all football season whenever we go over there to cover the Cats because, man, it's just like Hollywood prices there in the Gallatin Valley. But we're going to go support the kids. Uh, if you can, we'll talk some college hoops, some Lady Grizz. we got our Treasure State Stars on this here Tuesday, highlighting some of the best individual performances from around the state of Montana. Second hour, we got uh, Justin Angle, a business angle, uh, the overlay between business and sports, and uh, an interesting conversation today about the way that sports media has shifted. For better or for worse, uh, hard to say, but um, certainly uh, it has shifted quite a bit, and his whole entry point was that when you go on the national sports websites now, the main headlines are about human drama and bad behavior and contract squabbles and personality conflicts and all this stuff. Rather than just going to the websites to see who won, Texas or Oklahoma, the Cowboys or the Giants, you know, the the Spurs or the Pistons. It's uh, it's interesting, and sometimes we even fall into that. And, and you know, the 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 fascination of humans for other humans, you can never um, demean that or 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 not acknowledge it because it is. It's why we're sitting here. I mean, we're fascinated with each other. That's what we do is we analyze other humans and we analyze very talented humans on this show, in terms of the athletes and coaches that we cover. But there's talented humans across the board, and that's what I always remind people of. And it's also so interesting, too, to, to just think. You always got to remind people that people that work and live their lives in sports, whether it's as an analyst like us here, a reporter, journalist, you know, whatever, or a coach or an athlete at any level, they're also people, and they also have vast and varied interests. I was just down on campus uh, hanging out with Allison Lawrence, the head coach of the UM volleyball team, and it's uh, Cat Grizz Volleyball, Grizz Cat Volleyball, whatever way you want to say it, Rivalry Volleyball in Missoula on Friday. So we'll play my interview with Coach Lawrence on Thursday. But she is an exceptionally intelligent gal and so fun to talk about life with and just the, you know, the dynamics and uh, different details of, of society and, and uh, campus culture and, and all of that. So I had a very uh, nice conversation with her, both about the upcoming big game and other stuff. But it's just always worth remembering that uh, 
We're all just people, you know. Uh, I told the story about my buddy who lives across the street from Drew Holiday earlier uh, last week. And, uh, you know, that was his basic premise is like, hey, man, I live across the street from, a, you know, an all-star NBA point guard. And uh, he's just a dad like me. We got kids running around in the yard. And that's just how it is. People are just people. So there you go. Uh, all sorts of stuff to get to today. We'll talk some more college hoops. We'll talk women's college hoops in hour one and men's college hoops in hour two and a whole bunch of prep football and volleyball and some stars and some free sandwiches in between. Stay tuned about 45 minutes from now. Got some free Taglieri Deli for you as well. Uh, $25 gift card. Two tag there uh, located on the corner of Beckwith and Higgins. And we'll be giving you the opportunity to go try out whatever you might want to use the gift card for. The sandwiches are what keep you coming back, but they have a great selection of uh, wines and uh, Italian goods and all sorts of fun stuff. So there you go. That's your show outlook. It's presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. Juan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the new ESPN MT app. Go get that app locked in. Great way to follow along here, live and or archived. Oh, by the way, I forgot. I was texting uh, one of our upcoming guests about the app so that he could follow along. But Everett Carr, who's a Montana State football commit, as well as a standout offensive lineman for the Bozeman Hawks, he'll join us here in about, oh, I don't know, 15 minutes as part of our prep coverage as well. Uh, So stay tuned for that. But the ESPN Montana app, great way to stream this show live and or archived anytime. You can also use the ESPN MT app to uh, stream Grizz Hockey along the way uh, as well. You want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And uh, you can call it, text us, any and every uh, way you want to be a part of the show, you certainly can, 406-888-1029. Before we dive into the prep stuff, uh, this World Series came and passed, and we've been talking about the Major League Baseball playoffs actually a fair amount and then we sort of had a delay in the World Series with the game postponed, and then several of the games fell on the weekend. And so we were teasing the upcoming broadcasts of those games because we had a bunch of the action here on ESPN Radio. But we haven't really had a chance to sum it all up. And uh, the Phillies definitely put up a little bit of a fight, but at the end, in the end, the Houston Astros, uh, they win their second World Series in the last, I guess, five or six years. I'm always bad at doing the math between years because you always got to remember the the first year. It's not just 2017 to 2022. There's a one of those years is is you have to count that year. So I guess six years, a second World Series for the Astros in six years. But it, there's just such a weird tenor around it because it seems like the collective sporting public basically decided that after the Astros' first World Series, that was spurred on by, and some people say heavily influenced by, cheating, but everybody just decided that we hate the Astros. And I don't know. I've always been the one that's fallen on the side of, uh, in baseball, cheating's been a part of the game since the beginning of the origin of the game. Better or worse, it's just, it is what it is. Systematic advantages and bending the rules and all that stuff, it's its always been a part of baseball. I get that there was a technological element of it that really made the, the Astros scandal gross. But sometimes then you got to look at the other side of the coin too, though. 
They had the scandal. They had the fallout over the scandal. They fired their manager. They basically cleaned house in the organization with the exception of a few uh, remaining uh, members of the of the team. And so there's also a part of the story where you could sort of praise, I mean, it's self-created adversity. So you never want to say they overcame so much of their struggle because they created the struggle. But it is an element that it is sort of impressive to me, at least, as I look at this thing objectively, that uh, the Astros were able to to do it again. And uh, it seems like the, the concept of dynasties in baseball have, have been a little bit redefined. It's really, really, really hard to win consecutive championships. I mean, we haven't had consecutive World Series championships in a while. But if you can even just string together, you know, one, two, three World Series over the span of four, five, six, seven years, that's sort of like the new definition of a dynasty. So I don't know if I'm quite there yet calling the Astros a dynasty, but I I just thought it was very interesting that there's sort of like this collective uninterest in the World Series because of the teams in it, but also because one of the teams in it was one that sort of the the broad Fairweather fans have sort of decided that they they just hate. Andrew, what did you think of this? I mean, am, am I missing the mark here? Why did it seem like it seems like the Astros are not getting much much uh, shine for being the uh, the recently anointed World Series champions? Maybe it's because we're a world away from Houston or something. I don't know, but it just seems like they didn't, they're not getting as much love as maybe they. I don't know if deserves the right word. I think it is justifiable if you don't like the Astros, but it just seems like there's not a lot of luster behind this uh, recent World Series win. Well, Coulter, I think a big part of it is that because it's difficult for people to move on when all the names on the team are the same, right? And we talk about they've got a new manager, obviously, Dusty Baker, but Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, uh, all those guys who are back there when this cheating scandal was going on, are still there. So that becomes, you know, that becomes it becomes difficult for people to separate those two things in their minds. Uh, you know, Houston's not a huge market. The Astros aren't a huge team and I think that um you know, they just weren't something new this year. They had the Phillies with them in the World Series and a lot of the uh the ink that was spilled on pages went towards the Phillies and of course, you know, even in the regular season who was everybody following, even the teams at the top? Well, the Dodgers were getting a lot of press because of their run towards, you know, the Major League wins record. The Yankees were getting a lot of press because they were right up there with the Dodgers for a while uh, and because of Aaron Judge, and the Astros were just sort of plugging along as, I, you know, the third member of that triumvirate. I think they're all really quality teams, but just not getting quite as much publicity. I also think it's one of the most interesting things in all of sports to me is the concept of big big or not big media markets because Houston's the fourth largest city in America and Phoenix is the fifth largest city in America. Yet, those are considered middle media markets. Like, most people most people that are analyzing from a market share standpoint would say Philadelphia is a bigger media market than Houston, even though Houston's way bigger as a city than Philadelphia. That sort of stuff fascinates me. New Orleans Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I don't know, maybe maybe the Astros deserve a little cred because of the uh, the redemption from, from it, but again, it was self-created adversity. Maybe I'm just cynical beyond belief. 
Cheating is just a part of baseball, man. I don't know. Well, and Coulter, I think the thing that gets obscured when people talk about only the cheating scandal with the Astros is that the Astros have been on the forefront of, like, all of the new advancements in baseball, right? I, I see right. the cheating scandal as sort of... They went too far. They found all these systematic advantages that were not they were, cheating, They right? refined the system past what a lot of people right. were comfortable right. with, but that is so much a part of their team ethos of trying to push the edge and push the envelope in everything, right? With their front office that they have, sure. with their development staff that they have. I mean, the Astros... Yep. There, there's the infamous quote from Alex Bregman a couple summers ago. He's, he's, somebody asked him, like, hey, man, you're hitting 232. Why are you struggling? He got, He's like... Do you not understand what we do around here? He's like, we we do everything based on analytics. My job is to hit the ball over the fence when there's two guys on the base. That's what my job is because that's what the analytics point to. And there are really interesting stories that build out of that, like their pitching staff this year. I mean, Christian Javier, Framber Valdez, all these guys were players who they had signed when they were much older than people, than players usually get signed out of Latin America because they were able to identify something in their pitch mix and something in in their analytical profile that said that they could turn them into good big leaguers, and that's just a symptom of what they what they've been doing, and they've been on the forefront of all of that. It just gets mixed up in the cheating scandal because to me the cheating scandal is is just another symptom of that. I mean, they found a way to take what a lot of teams were doing. I mean, reading signs, stealing signs, like you said, as a part of the game, and they found a way to refine it and be more successful with it than a lot of teams cared to do. And so that's where the backlash came from, from the cheating scandal. But it's also the biggest narrative around this team in general. It's what yeah, makes them yeah. interesting. I mean, they, they just they took it too far, right? I mean, you learn how to steal the sign of the catcher putting the deuce down for the curveball. Like when I'm on second base, when a 13-year-old Coulter was sitting on second base giving the signal to the hitter like of the pitches if they're, if they're not changing it up. So that that's just like baseball, you know, that's just baseball one-on-one. But I get it. Okay, enough on the World Series. Let's do some prep extra. Presented by Farmer State Bank. Bank like a local, Montanan or just putting down roots, Farmer State Bank will make you feel right at home. Farmer State Bank has been helping Montanans succeed since 1907. Visit FarmersEbank.com to open an account today. So we we did some scores and some analysis yesterday on the Montana football hour. So here's what I want to do. I just want to rip through the scores real quick, and then uh, Andrew's going to ask me a couple broad questions because I think that uh, there's more discussion to be had about these uh, results and upcoming matchups as we're now into the final four of the high school football playoffs. Double A, here's how it went down. Bozeman Gallatin beat Helena High in a matinee. That's a little bit of an upset as the uh, Raptors had to play in the first round and they drilled Missoula Big Sky to get into the quarterfinals and then they upset the number two team out of the West. That's the Helena High Bengals, 24-21. The game was played at 3.30 in the afternoon. I thought that was unfortunate for all parties involved. You definitely you have to feel bad for the, uh, the Helena High seniors who played their last game not under the lights on a Friday night, but I digress. Uh, that's just what happened because they had two games in Helena. The other game in Helena, Helena Capital needed their full best effort to come out on top, 28-14 against Butte. It was 14-14 midway through the fourth quarter. Butte looked tough as hell. The uh, videos on Twitter and the highlights from some of the media people there, which, by the way, thanks to the media people for uh, all their great coverage of this. I, 
you know, as much as I bemoan the state of society and uh, social media and all that stuff, Twitter and uh, specifically Twitter, but some of the social media stuff is amazing. The the information that you can garner. And like on Friday night, you know, I'm not advocating for sitting there staring at your phone, refreshing Twitter, but it's pretty fun to sit there and stare at your phone and refresh Twitter and follow high school football games, especially with all the new video elements. So thanks to the media for covering it. But Helena Capital, top seed, uh, they emerge uh, from that uh, from the second of the doubleheader there in, in Helena, 28-14 over Butte. Missoula Sentinel, they remain alive into the final four for the fourth year in a row. The Spartans got a 14-7 win over Billings West. And uh, Bozeman High, they dispatched Kalispell Glacier 31-23. So your double-A semifinals on Friday, Missoula Sentinel at Helena Capital and Bozeman versus Bozeman Gallatin in a cross-town matchup there uh, in the Gallatin Valley. A text in from a uh, listener. And uh, by the way, keep the text coming in. One last thought on the uh, the World Series. The Astros kept my team and many others out of the playoff race due to their obvious trash can banging. How many run run one run games? Excuse me. Did my Mariners lose due to the cheaters? They kept King Felix out of the playoffs. Okay. From that perspective, I totally get it. Especially if you're a Mariners fan, because if you're a Mariners fan, you've already gone through uh, an endless. You know, a whole generation worth of, of heartbreak. And uh, so it's actually a good point. Thanks for the text. Keep the text coming in, 406-888-1029. Class A playoffs. Hamilton, they're still undefeated. 21 wins in a row overall for the defending Class A champions. They uh, dispatch of Whitefish 34-20. to Billing Central beats Dillon 24-21. Clay Oven has a one-yard touchdown with less than a minute to go to cap a 16-play drive for the Rams. The uh, Central Rams will come to Hamilton this upcoming weekend for one of the two Class A semis. Six semifinal bursts in a row, by the way, for the Hamilton Bronx. Great job by Bryce Carver and his crew. And on the other side of the bracket, Lewistown. That's Fergus County for those keeping track. 14-6 over Columbia Falls, so great defensive effort by the Golden Eagles. And then Polson gets past Laurel 14-7. to So a couple defensive battles there. Jarrett Wilson was the star once again for the Polson Pirates. Uh, he snared a pick with about 67 seconds to go. And then he scored the game-winning touchdown with 29 seconds remaining. And Polson remains undefeated into the semifinals. They'll play at Lewistown, in Lewistown, uh, in the other Final Four. Class B, Florence Carlton. Beats Huntley Project, great road win by the Falcons and the defending champs there in Class B. They remain alive as well. Uh, 28-6, they beat the Red Devils. Missoula Loyola, they emerged with a 14-7 win over Shepard. So the uh, the magical run by the Loyola Rams, they they squeaked their way in the playoffs. They barely got in. They're the four seed out of the West. And now... They're in the Final Four, so great job by Todd Hughes and his crew. Big Fork, the undefeated Vikings, continued to just destroy competition. They beat Glasgow 52-12, to and then Jefferson uh, beats Malta 48-14. So uh, Florence and Jefferson County will play next week, and Big Fork, Missoula, Loyola will play up in the Flathead Valley next week. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Eight-man results. Mission beats Ennis 36-20. Kellen McClure, one of the best quarterbacks in the state. 
all levels. And uh, got a chance to, to see and watch him uh, at Marty Mornowake's camp last summer. He's a smooth operator, man, really talented. And I'm not surprised he's got mission undefeated into the Final Four. Fairview destroyed Joliet 50-12. to Belt killed Flint Creek 48 to nothing, which was, I mean, Belt's really good. They're, they're, they've been dominant all year, and they are, uh, I think, pretty certain the team to beat. And then also Culberson moved on, missed the final score there. But um, Culberson will play in Belt, and uh, then uh, you'll have Mission versus Fairview. And the other semifinal in Class C eight man, and then in uh, Class C six man, Big Sandy beat Custer Heisha Melstone twenty five to twenty. Floyd Lake beat Valier forty four to eight. Bridger beat Chester Joplin Inverness thirty six twenty six. And Broadview Lavina beat Roy Winifred forty seven twenty nine. So Broadview Lavina will play Freud Lake. And Bridger will play Big Sandy in the six-man semifinals. Uh, we're going to come back to the discussion portion uh, of our prep extra. But I caught up with one of the guys from one of the hottest teams in the state earlier today. Our prep extra rolls on. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. We're joined now by Bozeman High School offensive and defensive lineman Everett Carr. He's a Montana State commit as well as part of a Hawks team that's one of the hottest teams in the state of Montana. Everett, thanks for being here, man. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Uh, first and foremost, let's talk about uh, the Bozeman Hawks. You guys have been red hot. I know it was a tough uh, start to the season, uh, but then you just turned the corner and you've just had it rolling ever since then, including last week beating Kalispell Glacier in the quarterfinals to get into the semifinals. So uh, what's been going well for you guys? How you guys been able to play so well here uh, these last couple months? Uh, I mean, we've just been treating every week like it's another week, you know. Um, it doesn't matter who the opponent is or where we're playing them. We're just getting, keeping the ball rolling, and, uh, yeah. It seems like, too, you guys were tested early. So do you feel like those early tests sort of showed you, like, where you're at in the state and gave you guys some confidence? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think we, we were stride for stride with capital, which gave us lots of confidence, especially seeing how successful they are now. And then uh, playing against Samuel, we had a rough first first half there, and then we came out in the second half. And uh, beat them seven to zero, and that kind of is what what got us going. You guys have uh, been really good on the offensive line too. So just talk about that factor, because I know that that's always a key to football. But it uh, seems like you've been a great anchor there, and it seems like you guys have been playing really well as a unit. How would you just describe your guys' offensive line? Um, we're definitely not as big as some of the other guys we faced, but I think we mesh uh, or we, we make up for our lack of size with our athleticism and our smarts. I think we're a very smart offensive line, and we do well at doing. Uh, what we can with our athleticism. So, athleticism is the name of the game. It seems like these days too. I mean, it, it does seem yep. like. I mean, you look at Montana State right now. I mean, their their line's not very big either, and they they're getting they are, it done yeah. with that athleticism as well. Absolutely. Yep. Let's talk about your quarterback, Jay Casagrande's had a great senior year as well. So, what have you liked about the way he's playing, and and uh, what have you thought of just his ability to kind of guide your guys's offense? Um, I think he's always been good at slinging the ball around, but this year we really uh, integrated him into our run game as well, and that makes it uh, a lot harder on defenses because uh, not only are our running backs running the ball, but he can too. For sure. Uh, Everett Carr joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. He's a senior there at Bozeman High School. 
and headed to uh, Montana State. Uh, tell us about that element of things. Uh, I know you made your decision a, a little while ago, so uh, did that kind of free you up? I mean, did that take some stress off you, knowing that you kind of had your, your choice made before your senior year? Oh, absolutely, yeah. No more uh, phone calls to all the coaches and getting mail from everybody and all of that. It's definitely, definitely relieved a lot of stress, yeah. Well, being a Bozeman guy, I mean, that's uh, probably been on your radar for a long time. So when you first uh, made the call, made the commitment, uh, what, what was the moment like for you? Oh, it was awesome. Obviously a big stress release, and um, I got a lot of people saying congratulations throughout the community, which was super nice, and uh, yeah. The fact that uh, Brian Armstrong's been there, got some stability there on the offensive line there at Montana State, and you got some Bozeman guys that are playing there, including Justice Perkins, who's the starting center. I mean, were those factors too for you? Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm good good friends with uh, Justice's little brothers. I played with them last year, so that's it's going to be nice to go into a program and have people you already know uh, from your previous teams, yep. Well, for sure. Well, uh, let's talk about then uh, this last week. I mean, you guys were in a back and forth with Glacier, got out to a great start, and then uh, were able to hold off the Wolfpack. So um, what were the keys to victory last week? What did that feel like to get that uh, that playoff win? Oh, it felt great. It's awesome to be able to play another week. You know, there's only four of us left, and it's awesome to be able to do that. I think the, the key to that win was just being able to run the ball in the second half. That's something we struggled with against Billings West the week before, and that's why that game was so close. And so we made it a goal as an offensive line and as an offensive unit to uh, uh, do that, and we did. So, And now we got Crosstown round two. It's uh, fascinating to watch the uh, the Crosstown rivalry evolve there in Bozeman. I lived in Bozeman for eight years, and there was uh, not much across town because it was yeah. basically Buter Billings West that was the rivals instead. <laughs> and now you got Gallatin, and uh, they've really come on strong. But you guys took care of business the first time around. Uh, does the does the game from mid October have any influence on this one, or how do you kind of start fresh with uh, the game against Gallatin on Friday? I don't think it has any influence at all. I mean, it's you know the loser is, is done for the season, so we got to prepare like it's another week. And uh, yeah, just uh, having played them though, you have a little bit of familiarity. So I mean, how would you just describe? what Gallatin does well and, and uh, what will you use from that last matchup that will help you in this one? I think they're a, a very uh, athletic team as well. Um, they also have an offensive line that maybe doesn't have much size, but they can definitely beat people with, with athleticism. And um, they got a couple of guys out there that can catch the ball and a guy that can throw it. So, Which well, should be very fun. Bozeman High School versus Bozeman Gallatin Friday night, Van Winkle Stadium. Final four, state championship bid on the line. Everett Carr, a senior offensive lineman uh, for the Bozeman Hawks, joining us here on ESPN Radio. Everett, thanks for being with us, man, and uh, best of luck on Friday. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. We will touch base with more of the uh, participants in the high school Final Four throughout the week. Still putting the puzzle together a little bit, but thanks to Everett Carr for joining us as part of our Prep Extra, a Montana State football commit a senior offensive lineman for the Bozeman Hawks. Prep Extra presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Lee Grizz basketball is back. They have a big-time addition in University of Idaho transfer, Gina Markson, a former All-Big Sky point guard. It came down the wire. Markson got the last shot last night. Lady Grizz came up just short. A lot to analyze, though, for the new-look Montana women's basketball team. We will do that and hear from Gina Markson right after this. Keep it right here. It's New Honest Now, ESPN Radio.
College Athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuwana is here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. ESPN Radio. For those that have been following along here uh, to ESPN Radio, we are uh, in the midst of our 10th year. I guess we're 10 and a half years old now because we celebrated our 10th anniversary back in February. I've been here now for uh, a little bit more than five years, so I can't uh, thank the fine folks here at Missoula Broadcasting Company for for the opportunity and... uh, the freedom to to make this show uh, what we built it into now today, and it's been so awesome. But those who have been following along, you know that myself, Coulter Nuanas, you're listening to Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. And uh, our resident in-house genius, Tommy Evans, who also happens to be our uh, operations manager, head engineer, and uh, also a host over there on the Trail 103.3, he and I have been arguing... Not even arguing. We've been uh, we, we've had a long-standing bit about the uh, the awesomeness or lack thereof of the Beatles. <laughs> but for those that have been following along, that is actually not an original of myself and Tommy. Tommy's just my fodder here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. This is actually a uh, a long-standing piece of banter and uh, argument that I've been having with uh, my great friend. And uh, mentor, uh, a mentor in my life, certainly, uh, Bob Simonson. He and I have been yelling and screaming and arguing about this at uh, pretty much every dinner party we've ever had. And uh, we had another one on Sunday, so we put on the show for the folks again. Anyways, that got me thinking about the Eagles because we were talking and I was just saying, I was listing off all the bands and all the people from, uh, all the iconic people from music history that I would much rather listen to than the Beatles. And that's my only argument. It's all a matter of preference. I fully understand the Beatles are the greatest band of all time. They are the most influential, transcendent, uh, in, uh, you know, impactful, trend-setting band in, in modern music history, certainly. I just don't like them. It's just a matter of opinion, that's all. I digress. Let's talk some Lady Grizz basketball. The uh, Montana women's basketball team was at home. Last night got their season kicked off just like quite literally hundreds of teams from around the country did. The Montana men, they tip off here in about 20 minutes. They're playing Duquesne in Pittsburgh. I was actually yesterday days old when I learned that Duquesne was in Pittsburgh. I knew it was somewhere in the eastern time zone. I just had no idea it was in Pittsburgh until Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, uh, told me <laughs> that's where it's at. Uh, by the way, if you want to watch the men's Grizz game, you can always head on down to the Silver Slipper 
Silver Slipper has drink specials every day, 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite team. At the Slipper, it's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. The card room, back open with games nightly at 7 p.m. Call or text 333-1500 or visit MissoulaPoker.com for more info. Stop by today and see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. Lady Grizz, uh, it's, I've said this about multiple different basketball teams that we cover uh, intently here at ESPN Radio as well as uh, at Skyline Sports. But the, the sort of trend in, in college hoops right now where the roster can overturn so rapidly, it's a little bit disorienting because there's so many new players. I mean, for as much as there's there's transferring going on in football, I mean, like the Grizz, for example, they brought in quite a few transfers this last year. But in terms of guys that are new names that are headliner starter type guys that you're having to learn, there's just not that many. Whereas I was watching the Lady Grizz last night, and Carmen G. Feller, who's their first-team all-league forward, who was also preseason first-team all-league, she is sidelined right now with a foot injury. Brian Holsinger, the head coach of the Lady Grizz, said that she'll be back uh, sooner than later. They expect her back within the next month or less. I think it's a similar lingering thing like she had, the same deal that, that – uh, forced her to redshirt several years ago, uh, but nothing too serious. They do expect her back. Haley Hewitt is a returning face as well, uh, The who, who had a, a pretty solid freshman year. And obviously Gina Markson, the transfer from Idaho, is somebody that we know well, but it's been two years since she's played, and it was the first time she's ever played for Lady Grizz. That's all to say. And Sammy Facken is back as a senior as well. That's all to say, though, that disorienting a little bit. You got to get your bearings when you're watching these teams because there's just so many new players to watch. And for the Montana Lady Grizz, they do have a a couple transfers, Markson being the headliner among them, Keeley Burton-Oliver, another transfer from Washington State and Arizona State, who's an Eastlake High School product, just like Markson, and uh, from the similar area Sammy Facken is as well. But... um, most of the new players for the Lady Grizz are freshmen. And that was my number one takeaway from last night is that Libby Stump, who comes from Ferndale, Washington, Matt Koning, uh, who comes from Milton, Ontario, uh, they're talented players. I mean, Alex Perog, who's a, a true freshman who was the starting center last night for the Lady Grizz, I mean, they got three true freshmen in their top eight, basically. And then and then Keely Burton-Oliver is also a, a redshirt freshman, but a newcomer to the Montana program. So that's four out of their, their top eight in their rotation that are brand new. And then you also have Lisa Kiefer, who played very sparingly as a freshman a year ago, who's their first big off the bench. And Danny Barsh, who played a little bit as a freshman last year. It's all to say they're really, really young. That was my number one impression is they have a lot of contributing players right now that are nowhere as good or as acclimated to college hoops right now as they will be down the road. I think that'll be the challenge for Brian Holsinger and his squad. Uh, Coach Holsinger said after the game last night that he thought that this team peaked too early last year, and then they kind of fizzled out down the stretch. And so he said he doesn't want to fizzle out down the stretch. He wants to be coming to a peak towards late February and early March so they can be actually playing their best basketball in the Big Sky Tournament. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. 
lot of work to be done for the Lady Grizz. I thought they shot the ball really poorly. I think you can tell that they're really working out the kinks just in terms of being on the same page. Gina Markson was a little bit tentative at first. She had nine points in the first half, but only on four shots. She looked for a shot a little more in the second half. She ended up with 21 points. She hit four threes, but her game winner at the very end of the game was way short, and it wasn't her fault. They just they, North Dakota State got them out of the play that they wanted to run, and she had to basically heave one at the buzzer, and it wasn't a good shot. But mostly it was because of the way that North Dakota State defended the inbounds. So NDSU comes to Missoula, gets a 65-63 win. Uh, but Gina Markson, her ability to settle in later on, I thought that was one of the positives. Sammy Facken did not shoot the ball well. She was 9 of 26 from the field. She hit a go-ahead bucket with, like, 50 seconds to play. But then she had another potential game tire blocked on the baseline, and then she had another one, uh, another potential uh, big shot that missed front iron. So a lot of missed opportunities down the stretch. I thought the Lady Grizz did not look that great, but I also thought the main takeaway for why is because they are all brand new, but also because I think their best player is Carmen G. Feller, although I do think Markson is very good, and Carmen G. Feller did not play last night. Speaking of Markson, she joined us uh, in the post-game press conference, her first game in several years because she played at Idaho, and she was a great player as a freshman through junior, but she took uh, last season all the way off. So this was her first game with the Lady Grizz and her first game period in quite some time. Here's Gina Markson from after the game last night. Back and forth down the stretch, take us through the last couple of possessions. You had that nice three to cut it, but then you guys were kind of short on fouls to try to get them into the bonus. But just take us through the last couple of possessions. What did you see? Um, yeah, I mean, towards the end, you could feel a lot of the nerves and the pressure. I mean, it was a big game. And I think um, towards the end, for us at least, we just didn't really execute it the way we wanted to. And, you know, they came down, they scored a couple of baskets and put the pressure on us, and we just didn't follow through. What did you think of the last look you got? Did you get, did you get the look you wanted? Um, not exactly. Um, yeah, their defense stepped out, uh, which kind of pushed me out a little close to the sidelines. So then kind of tried to ad lib at the end and yeah, I just didn't execute that one. What was it like being back on the court for you? Uh, it's been a little while. So uh, were you rusty? Were you nervous? How are you feeling? Um, I was feeling definitely nervous beforehand. Um, it kind of hit me when we were doing lineups, and I was like, you know, it's been a long time and stepping out on the court and playing again, but I was also just really excited. Um, obviously, we have a great environment here in Montana, and, you know, my teammates, my coaches, everybody, they all have my back, and they really helped settle me. Um, but, yeah, it just feels good to be back. Was that the, the set play kind of at the end? Like, what were you guys, I guess, kind of trying to look for? Were you trying to look for a three, or were you looking to tie? I guess what was kind of the, the look at for I that mean, one? Honestly, just whatever was open. Um, yeah, just any any shot that we could have gotten. Two or three, yeah. Totally. Oh, like Holder kind of said, you know, you got a chance to come back out there. A lot of freshmen playing for the first time, too. So, you know, not only you kind of getting back in the swing of things, but getting them their first college basketball experience. Just what did you think of their performance and also maybe as a vet kind of trying to show them, you know, the ropes of their first game? Yeah, I mean, I was excited for them. They were definitely uh, nerves and, you know, still trying to get the hang of some things. But, you know, I remember being a freshman, I felt the exact same way. And we have such a long season ahead of us and there's so much time and they're all so talented and they have so much potential. I'm just really excited for them. 
ultimately that's kind of the message, right? Is it, it is the first game of the year. It's early November. Like uh, how big of it is just to kind of like leave this in the past, you know, loot sucks to lose, but you want to move on and uh, just lo- lots, lots of basketball to play between now and March. Yeah. I think the mindset is just to take this game and, you know, feel the emotions from it. Um, but also just learn from it and respond with it. Um, we have another game coming up and just, you know, we have a lot of things that we can fix. So if we can learn from this one and use that moving forward, then that's great for us. Gina Markson following Montana's 65-63 loss to North Dakota State. Yuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. You want some free Tagliari? We got it for you on the other side. Plus, Treasure State Stars. Keep it right here. It's Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Nuanas now. ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Thanks for hanging out with us here on your Tuesday. Because it's a Tuesday, that means we got a $25 gift card for you to Tagliari. Tagliari Tuesday, every Tuesday here on Nuanas Now. Tag is located right there on the corner of Beckwith and Higgins, right in the uh, the mall there, right by the uh, roundabout. Not only do they have wonderful, delicious, award-winning, truly award-winning, People Magazine, Food Network, all they all wrote about them saying they have the best sandwiches in the whole state of Montana. And uh, they're right. They do. Not just sandwiches, though. They have great uh, Italian-style goods like pastas and pasta sauces and olive oils. And they also have an awesome wine selection as well. If you want a $25 gift card to Tagliari, call us right now. 406-888-1029. Call number 4, 888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call number 4. We got 25 bucks for you to Taglieri Delicatessen in the heart of Missoula, right there on the corner of Beckwith and Higgins. Let's dive into our Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place to get a loan in western Montana because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. If you've been following along, you know that... uh, I really have uh, an affinity and uh, a great admiration for a lot of the high school coaches in this state. I think it's a really, really tough job. I don't think it's getting any easier. I think in Missoula particularly with uh, just how spread out everything is and the open enrollment and a whole bunch of things that we could talk about. uh, It's challenging. And and Missoula has been a football town from the Grizz perspective for a long time, but it's been a basketball town from a high school's perspective for a really long time. And so the success that we've seen in and around Missoula in recent years in high school football has been 
really, really fun to watch. And I think part of the credit, we got a text about this the other day, actually, and I, I didn't have time to read it on the air. But somebody was saying that Missoula Youth Football, that's MYF, has had such a huge influence on the the improvements in the landscape of football from the middle school into the high school level. And I think you see that now on full display with Missoula Sentinel in the Final Four for Class AA, Hamilton in the Final Four for Class A, Florence in the Final Four for Class B, and Missoula Loyola in the Final Four for Class B as well. But one guy I've always just really connected with because he honestly, so much of it's because he reminds me of my dad a lot. Is Todd Hughes at Missoula Loyola? He's just a, he's an old school guy, working class cowboy, and uh, you, you know he's just a no BS type of dude. Always enjoy my talks about football with Coach Hughes, and I went and saw him before the season, and we he was part of our our August rollout where we were previewing all the classifications from across the state of Montana for high school football. And Coach Hughes was, was really stoked on his team. Well, then Loyola had a really up-and-down year, and uh, they, they, quite frankly, weren't really that good in the middle part of the season. But then I went to see him toward the end of the year, and he's like, man, I, I seriously think something's clicking right now. I think that we are going to turn a major corner. And then they did, and they beat Thompson Falls, who was the eight-man champion a year ago, back up playing Class B. And then they played really well against Florence. They lost against Florence in their season finale, but they played well. Well, our first Charger State star is just the Missoula Loyola football team because so often we we get so manic about our analysis of football because we're sort of baptized on the, the way that college football works where if you lose, you're no longer in control of your own destiny when it comes to the conference and national championship race. That's even the most profound at the FBS level. It's a little bit true at the FCS level as well. And also we got a lot pretty spoiled in Missoula with the Grizz and all their success and their multiple undefeated runs uh, over the last generation. But in high school football, it's about being really good at the right time. And if you go all the way undefeated to a state championship like Hamilton did last year, like Sentinel did the last two years, unbelievable, so impressive. But to me, the mark of a great coach and the mark of a great program is all about getting better as the season goes on and, and and overcoming adversity as the season progresses. Well, that's what Loyola did. They, they, they didn't play well early, and they didn't play well middle, but they kept getting better, and they overcame some injuries. They got some guys back, and look at the Rams now. They're into the, the final four of the Class B playoffs, and uh, they've taken out already uh, two different playoff opponents, went on the road and beat Townsend, went on the road, and beat Shepard, and now they got the incredibly tough task of taking on Big Fork. But our Treasure State star number one is the Missoula Loyola Rams. Treasure State star number two, Jarrett Wilson, Polson Pirates. He is a friend of the show. He's joined us three times over the last couple years because he's been one of the most prolific passers in the state of Montana. He's also a hell of a defensive back. So how about this for Jarrett Wilson? He gets a pick. With a minute and seven seconds to go, he, he's the one intercepting the ball. Then, uh, about 30 seconds later, he scores the go-ahead touchdown, and Polson stays undefeated. They move into the semifinals of the Class A playoffs uh, with a 14-7 to victory uh, last week over Laurel. And uh, Jarrett Wilson, what a great performance by him, and uh, what a sweet senior year for him. 
Chargers say star number three, Tom Carter, Helena Capital. Similar scenario. They're locked in a 14-14 tie with Butte in the fourth quarter. Tom Carter finally breaks the dam. He gets up in the open field, uses his state champion sprinter speed. He was the double-A champion in the 200 meters last year. Takes it to Pater, 45-yard touchdown, little breathing room for Capital. Then Carter goes out and snares an interception, and then he gets another 35-yard run to set up Hayden Opitz's touchdown, and Helena Capital survives. They're 10-0, and and they beat Butte 28-14 to move into the semifinals of the AA playoffs. Treasure State star number four, Tyson Bowder, Hamilton High School. He rushed for almost 150 yards and three touchdowns, and Hamilton took care of business against Whitefish, 34-20. to So the Bronx into the state semifinals for the uh, sixth season in a row. So very impressive for Hamilton. A couple of non-high school Treasure State stars. Blake Lesnar, Montana State kicker. He hits the game-winning field goal as time expires in northern Arizona for the Bobcats' 41-38 victory to seal the 41-38 victory. You also got to give a lot of credit to Tommy Mallott and Taco Dowler, a couple of Montana kids, hook it up for a 65-yard gain to set up that 25-yard field goal. But Glesner, the Big Sky Conference uh, Special Teams Player of the Week for his clutch kick to keep the Bobcats undefeated in Big Sky play. Charger State star uh, number seven is Blake Glesner. Or excuse me, is Nick Osmo. I just said Blake Glesner. Sorry, I got a lot of order on my uh, my sheet here. It happens. Uh, Nick Osmo from the Montana Grizzlies. He had 221 rushing yards and a couple touchdowns as the Grizz rolled up 412 yards on the ground. Uh, amazing that you could rush for that many yards and be that dominant and not win Big Sky Offensive Player of the Week, but I don't think there's any controversy because Hayden Hatton scored four touchdowns in the first half against Eastern Washington uh, for the University of Idaho, and uh, – he was well-deserved in Big Sky Conference Offensive Player of the Week, but still uh, Treasure State star for Nick Ostmo. Treasure State star number eight, Joseph Ferrier from Big Fork. He rushed for 155 yards and how about five rushing touchdowns for the Vikings as uh, they just blew past um, their opponent in the uh, – they blew past Glasgow 52-12 to in the Class B playoffs. And the last one, Kellen McClure of Mission at St. Ignatius – he had a couple rushing touchdowns, and he's just been really, really good at guiding that mission offense. And they had a 36-20 win over Ennis, so St. Ignatius, into the uh, semifinals of the eight-man playoffs. So there you go. Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. Justin Angle, a business angle, the overlay between business and sports. We'll do that next. Keep it right here. Snowan is now ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine Delans of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those drivers' actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.